Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Welcome listening friends. Those friends of ours in Northeast Mississippi and West Alabama or wherever you are over the internet, welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. I'm Elder Joe Nettles. I welcome you also on behalf of my good friend and ministerial partner in this effort, Elder David Wise. We are the pastors of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church at 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, uh, and uh, Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church located on Staten Road near Ackerman, Mississippi, respectively. I pastor Sulphur Springs. Brother David pastors Macedonia. We both meet at 10.30 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love, love, love to have you come and meet with us. We also gather together at 6 p.m. every Wednesday evening at 200 West Garrard Road. That's G-A-R-R-A-R-D Road in Starkville, Mississippi, uh, on the grounds of New Covenant Church. We meet at 6 p.m. every Sunday evening, I'm sorry, every Wednesday evening, we would love to have you come and join us. We also invite you to our sister church in the area, Clear Springs Primitive Baptist Church, located at 55 Tahoe Road in Mabin, Mississippi. They meet every Sunday except the first Sunday of the month, and they are such sweet people, and they would love to have you and would welcome you warmly. Uh, today, we're going to begin a series of messages regarding suffering and the benefits of pain and suffering. And we hope that you'll stay with us and pray for us in this endeavor. And we hope and pray that it will be some ministry to you. Anytime you can, go to gospel-of-grace.com, contact us, let us know that you're listening, take advantage of the archive messages, the church locator, the frequently asked questions. I think you'll be glad you did. We would love to hear from you. All right, so after this wonderful hymn, we'll be right back with today's installment on pain and suffering and the benefits thereof.
Thank you, listening friends, for staying tuned with us here at the Gospel of Grace Radio broadcast. We appreciate you hanging in there with us like a rusty fish hook, and we hope to bring you a message today regarding pain and suffering. Is there use in it? That's a valid question, a good question, and it's a germane question for every age of Christianity. Is there usefulness in pain and suffering that we all experience invariably from time to time? C.S. Lewis, a great Christian apologist and writer, uh, was known to say that God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And how right he is, how clearly we feel the communication of pain and suffering because our default desire is to be free of pain and suffering. So when we are going through the throes, when we're going through the valley of woe and misery, it really wakes us up. It really makes us pay attention, or at least it should. And hopefully this message, or if need be, series of messages will help you to look at pain and suffering in a different perspective, child of grace, especially if you're a believer in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you have every reason to be encouraged even in the midst of pain and suffering. Now, first, let's look at whether pain and suffering uh, can be used to indicate an abnormality. Well, certainly it can. If you're just looking physically at pain and suffering, we know that pain is a very useful physiologic entity. I'm a registered nurse, and how often we see people whose lives are saved because God blessed them to feel pain, whether the pain was in their chest or in their neck, whether the pain was uh, in their back or in their belly, they were prompted to come in and find some re remedy for it, some help, some assistance. You know, there are some people, bless their hearts in this world, they have what's called SIPA, C-I-P-A. That stands for congenital insensitivity to pain. You know, with these people, they also typically have what's called anhydrosis. They don't sweat. They're not able to sweat like normal people are, so they can't regulate their body temperature very well. You know, most of those people that have this, uh, this congenital insensitivity to pain, most of them don't live past 25 years of age. And so oftentimes it's because they wind up being destroyed through injuries or illness because they can't suffer pain and they don't know that something is wrong. So hopefully the next time you feel that pain in your knee or in your back or in your belly or in your head, that you'll stop and consider what's going on and also take a little split second to thank God that even at this state in your life, you're able to feel that pain and hopefully gain something from it. Now, we've spoken about physical pain just now. What about spiritual pain and suffering? Spiritual pain and suffering, my friends, can be extremely useful. On one end of the spectrum, it is the most miserable thing in the world, a spirit that is sick with pain and agony. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's one of the greatest blessings that we have because, friends, if you're feeling spiritual pain today over your sins and over your failures, then, friends, you have every reason to rejoice because you've been made sensitive to the pain and suffering that can be felt by a child of grace because of the Holy Spirit of God that is in you. Notice in Job chapter 33, verses 14 through 20, it reads, Therefore God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men 
and sealeth their instructions. What are we seeing here? I think we're seeing the picture of someone who is in spiritual agony at night, awake, unable to sleep in their bed. And in here it says the Lord blesses them. He opens the ears of men. He makes them be able to understand that something ill is going on with them. He sealeth their instruction, verse 17, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. So oftentimes, friends, our spiritual achings, our spiritual yearnings, our spiritual sickness is because of our own foolishness, our own vanity, and our own pride. And what a blessing it is when the Spirit convicts us and we're able to uh, re make a, a reappraisal of our ways and of our life and to seek the Lord and his comfort, who is the God of comfort. Verse 18, it says, he keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Now notice verse 19, he is chastened also with pain upon his bed and the multitude of his bones with strong pain so that his life abhorreth bread and his soul dainty meat. Friends, are you laying awake at night, unable to sleep because of some agony of your heart, some troubling of your mind? I would tell you, brothers and sisters, go in prayer to the Lord. Seek his face. Be faithful. Be patient. Be diligent. Be long-suffering. And I believe, child of grace, certainly by the promises of Scripture, that the Lord will ease your pain and your suffering. But again, be thankful that you're able to experience that pain and that suffering. The Apostle Paul would have been a most miserable man if he was not able to know that he had a struggle between the soul and the flesh as is expressed in Romans chapter seven. Friends, we need to stop and we need to realize that. Let's look at another aspect of pain and suffering, how it's beneficial. It tests our faith, believer in Jesus Christ. It tests your faith. First Peter chapter one, verse six reads, wherein ye greatly rejoice, who was he addressing here? Peter was addressing these persecuted Jews. They were hated by their Jewish brethren because they converted to Christianity and they were hated by the Romans because they would not bow down to the idols of Caesar and their pagan gods. And so they were under great persecution, great, great tribulation. Uh, they were facing the fires of the trial. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Now, if I ask somebody, would you like to take part in an experience where you're going to have heaviness and it's going to be through manifold, that means many, many multiple types of temptations, that the trial of your faith being more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. I mean, none of those phrases there really tends to excite us about our service in Jesus Christ. But notice the last phrase. Notice that there is no better paymaster in the universe than God Almighty. For after that trial, after that great fire that you're having to pass through, he says, it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Maybe that's at the last day, certainly. But my friends, I believe the Lord appears to us at special times in our lives, times where he will succor us, comfort us, strengthen us, uh, aid and help us there are times of appearance in our lives and in our experiences, and Jesus Christ has promised uh, that he would come to us in those times. But friends, let me tell you something. You don't have to just look to the last day for your remuneration, as it were, or your reward 
for suffering through this trial of faith. No, notice in James chapter one, verse 12, James declares, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. I love this, for when he is tried. You heard that? When he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. If I just told you there was a special reward, a crown of life, or what does a crown give? It gives special affirmation and assurance to someone. Uh, it gives them an illustriousness, a glory. What if I told you at the end of time you could receive that through your trial of faith? And you may say, well, that sounds really good, but I need something here now. Well, here, Brother James, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, says you don't have to wait until the last day, brothers and sisters in Christ. He said, for when he is tried, at the time of your temptation, at the moment when you have to stand and deliver in the name of Jesus Christ, you'll receive a crown of life because the Lord hath promised it to them that love him. Oh, remember the words of Washington Irving, that great writer of old. He said, there is sacredness in tears. They're not the mark of weakness, but of power. Friends, when you're weeping, remember, it's just for a season. Oh, my friends, weeping endureth for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. We'll rejoice after we pass through this, the shadow of the valley, the valley of the shadow of death, excuse me, because Jesus Christ is awaiting us in a special manifest way on the other side. Let's look now at pain and suffering and how it can aid us in compelling us to seek the Lord's intervention. We already mentioned that a little bit when we are feeling pain and suffering in soul and spirit or even physically. But notice in Psalm 61 verse 1, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. And now notice what the inspired writer of the psalmist David cries out. He says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. What's he saying here? I was overwhelmed. I was in a state of crying. But what did it do? Oh, it just craved, caused him to crave and to look and learn, yearn and to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. He said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Friends, remember when you're suffering and you're going through pains, whether it be of spirit or whether it be uh, physically or emotionally, oh, stop brothers and sisters and just consider that your Lord he is the deliverer of Israel. And he says, open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. Are we trying to be filled with psychology and psychiatry? Are we trying to be filled with entertainments? Are we trying to be filled with the uh, philosophies of the present age? Brothers and sisters, be shed of those things and go to the cross. Go to the cross of Jesus Christ and fall unto him. Oh, brothers and sisters, casting your cares upon him, casting your burdens upon him for he cares for you. And I'll tell you, there is succor. There is uh, comfort. There is relief to be had in the cross of Jesus Christ. Let's look at Psalm 77 verse nine in another way that pain and suffering is very useful, child of grace. Notice in Psalm 77, verse 9, we read, Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Salah, here's one who is suffering. Here's one who's going through some suffering, and they need to have their thoughts realigned, right? Because now they're asking some questions. Has God forgotten to be gracious to me? 
in his anger? Has he shut up all of his tender mercies? Has he been shed of me forever? Has he thrown me away? Am I no longer in his favor? Now that's a dreadful state to find yourself. Verse 10 says, and I said, this is my infirmity. This is my sickness. This is my pain and my suffering, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the most high. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of all thy doings. That's pain and suffering helping you, my friends, to appreciate your past blessings. I want you to stop. I So oftentimes we get so distracted with the ways of this world, of social media, of watching television, of Netflix, of the internet, of YouTube, and all these other things. And one of the greatest disservices that is, so, so there's some benefit to those things, but one of the greatest disservices it holds to the child of grace is that they don't think. We're not meditating. We're not a contemplative people anymore. We have the attention span of the length of a gnat. I mean, we're just all over the place. We're filled with ADD and ADHD and all of these problems. We can't pay attention. A preacher friend of mine is going to be with the Lord, Elder Sonny Piles, went to visit with a sister way up in the hills and mountains one time. This account was given me of my dear brother there in the church at Sulphur Springs, Brother Jim Waddle. Brother Jim was telling me he heard Brother Sonny preached this one time during one of his messages. Brother Sonny had gone way up into the hills to see about an old sister up there. She didn't have any electricity. She didn't have any running water or plumbing, but she was living a very, a very primitive life. She was a primitive Baptist who was living a very primitive life. And he and the brethren that went up there said, sister, uh, you know, we could probably get some electricity run up here for you. We could get you a television, a radio. Would you like a radio? I mean, even a battery-powered radio. What It would give you something to do. What about a telephone or this, that, and the other? And the old sister just kind of smiled, and she told him, well, I love y'all for that. Thank you, but I'd just rather have my thoughts. Isn't that a wonderful and profound thing to say? And we've so oftentimes lost sight of that. We just lose sight of our thoughts. We don't stop and consider and ruminate on the great blessings that the Lord has afforded us in years past. And oftentimes it takes a great agony of either soul, spirit, or body to make us stop and realign our sights to take heed and recognize from whence our blessings flow. I'll tell you, I've seen people that are so wicked that they will have one day of agony and pain and they'll automatically shake their fist at God and curse God when they don't give a moment's thought to the thousands of days of comfort and joy and strength that they've enjoyed under his great providence. Let's not be those thankless people. Let us appreciate our past blessings and remember the Lord's wonders of old. Meditate of his work and talk of his doings. That's one of the great benefits of going to church where you're with like-minded people of faith. Carrying on now, let's look at another benefit of pain and suffering. Pain and suffering makes us long to be freed from this world. That's right, child of grace. You know this world's not your home. You don't feel at home here. If you've been born again in the Spirit of God, you do not feel at home in this world. People are wicked. They're sorry. As the old saying goes, they ain't got no do right. And you're ready to be shed from it. You're longing to be delivered from this through the pain and the sufferings. Notice the words of the inspired Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. He says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared 
with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I like the way he worded that because this is the way I take that passage of scripture. He said, I reckon, or I've given accounting of this. I've evaluated this situation and this is the judgment I've come to. That's what reckon says. It's not just some hillbilly word according to TV. Reckon is a real uh, term. Logicio mahi, it means to take an account of something. Paul said, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, all the sufferings of this present world in which we live, amalgamate them all together, put them all in one big humongous suffering bucket. And he said, the weight, the agony, the sadness, and the fear that's entailed with that suffering bucket, he said, is not worthy to be compared with just the first moment of glory that shall be revealed in us when we get to heaven one day. Friends, if you lose sight of that, then your perspective is invariably going to go awry and you're going to become bitter and you're going to be filled with fear and with terror. I'll tell you, friends, be saved from that through the power of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. He saved you with his blood. Now, friends, listen and take heed and be saved by his his clarion call. Be saved by his gospel that tells you that there is a greater day awaiting. Oh, there are evangelists out there saying you can live your best life now. I'm telling you, this ain't my best life. There's a lot of wonderful things about this life, but my best life is waiting after I take my last breath, after my brain and my heart stops working and my flesh begins to utterly fail. I'm telling you, I will awake in glory one day in soul and spirit, if not in body, soul and spirit, through the grace and the power of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you that first glimpse of glory, I'll not even be thinking one iota about all the sufferings that I had down here. Oh, it'll just seem just as a wisp, as a little vapor that's here for a moment and then gone. And I'll tell you, I look forward to heaven feeling that power. And I'm gonna tell you when I get to preaching this gospel and I get considered how good my Lord Jesus Christ is, who though he was all God, he also became all man and invaded time and came and took upon himself a veil of flesh and lived a perfect life for me, suffering the calumnies and the hatred and the malice of sinful men and hung upon the cross for my sins and died and was buried in a barred tomb and resurrected with power after three days and three nights. And when I stopped and consider that I'm here to tell you, my friends, uh, I don't have a face as long as a mule anymore. I'm here to declare for you today, you can't steal my cookie, Satan, when I'm focused on my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, sir, I love to preach that gospel because it frees me from this world through the power of Jesus Christ. Oh, friends, I'd love to carry on with this, uh, this message, this series, but I'm going to need to pick it back up, I think, in the next time that I address you. And we'll talk a little more about some of the wonderful uh, manifold blessings that you can have even in the midst of something as filled with agony and rigor as pain and suffering. Oh, little child of grace, remember you're just a little pilgrim here and we have a home country and we're wending our way there one step at a time, one moment by one moment. And it could be just tomorrow, today or later today, when the Lord Jesus Christ could return and carry us up to glory. I don't know. Oh, but what a end of all this pain and suffering. There'll be agony no more. It'll all be replaced with eternal felicity, joy, peace, and the presence and glory of Jesus Christ our Lord. Until I'm able to speak with you again, friends, grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We love you. 
When you get a chance, come see us at Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church or Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church or at Clear Springs Primitive Baptist Church at 55 Tahoe Road in Mabin, Mississippi. They'll receive you well and you'll be glad you came. We love you. Until we're able to speak with you again, God bless you, my friends. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist Church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under Podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful.